since the beginning of this season, really since the end of last year in the bubble, the narrative has been consistent, at least from our perspective. Toronto Maple Leafs will ultimately be judged on what happens in the postseason. And we are finally in the postseason. I'm ready. Yeah, it's been, it seems like it's taken a long time to get here, but man, this week, here we go. Buckle up. What we've all been waiting for, we've all been talking about every move they've made, every trade, every acquisition has all led to trying to be successful in this year's playoffs. The opponent, the Montreal Canadiens, a team that the Leafs dominated for a good portion of the year. Yeah. I I want to get something off my chest right off the bat, though. I am not a fan, and I'm seeing a lot of it. I am not a fan of just writing off the Habs and assuming the Leafs are going to march through them in four games. We'd all like that. That would be awesome if they could. But the Habs are getting Carey Price back, Shea Weber, Brendan Gallagher, all coming back for game one. The biggest difference maker in that group is obviously Carey Price. Yeah. And I just, I'm not a fan. Like, uh, maybe it's it's the it's the Leaf fan in me who's had my heart broken multiple times in my life. But, like, I'm sorry. Like, Take nothing for granted. I do not see a scenario where they just go out and walk through the Montreal Canadiens. I'm thinking like they should win. They are the better team, but yeah. I this is this baby's going at least six games. At yeah. least it's hard to write teams off, especially like the Habs have the the ability to play the style that the Leafs struggle against. Mm. And like all those guys coming back, me personally, I'm gonna throw a little hot take right here. I think Carey Price is washed is washed and yeah. I, I he doesn't scare me too much it's okay. not i don't think carrie price is going to stand on his head and that's why we lose this series i think if they lose this series it's carrie price plays pretty well and the canadians rally and play the style they need to play to beat the leafs collapsing their own net being physical the habs threw the most hits in the canadian division the leafs threw the least amount of hits yep. in the canadian division and the habs they got some big dudes. They got some guys who could play down low and ha- can, can play that quote-unquote playoff hockey. And we know the Leafs. Like, we know them. It doesn't matter what iteration of the Leafs. They are the Leafs. Yeah. They're not... Nothing is ever easy for this franchise. When has it ever been easy for this team? Never. Never. That's why I'm saying don't Never. write them off. That's why I'm saying don't write them off. Like, it doesn't matter what year, what roster. Name me a year where the Leafs just, like, walked through somebody in the playoffs. Never. Like. Even and the there's one gonna year be... they, they swept, like, the Senators in the Sundin era. Like, they got outshot, like, a million to, to six, and, and they somehow swept and, them. And but Curtis Joseph stood, stood on, on his head. head. Mm-hmm. And it's, and like, you're you're an idiot if you're writing it off. But I will say that, man, you, you're a Leaf fan. You're you're someone who follows this Canadian division. There's There's been no easier path for them to get to a Final Four, though. Oh, yeah, so, no. And that's why, and, like, we've been saying it all year. This is the year to push your chips in the middle. Kyle Dubas went and did that. Yeah, I thought he did everything he could. Yeah, and like you look at like now without um, the salary cap constraints, you look at the lineup that they're practicing with. That's a that's dude. That's a solid four line hockey team. Yeah, they got depth. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, and like it's, but I, I'm sorry. Like 
they're they're the Leafs. There's going to be moments in this series like wouldn't it just be the most Leaf thing ever to go up two nothing and then go out in game three and just not show up and lose like five one to the hat? Like, yeah. Like I don't I don't see a scenario where they just annihilate the Habs from bell to bell. I don't see that. I could see them even just dropping game one off the bat. Oh, my God. And we, and we'll, Which would be we'll just be a nightmare. Here. Yeah, we'll all be sitting here just like, oh, no. So, like, after it's all said and done, the Leafs win in six or the Habs win in seven or, like, <laughs> what is... It sends a chill down my spine even what insinuating is, they get eliminated. My God. What is the narrative coming out of this playoff series? Like, it, no... Based on your prediction of how it's going to go, when it's all said and done, what are we looking at being like, this is why the Leafs won this series? Well, the Habs are going to stick everyone. Like, Brendan Gallagher is going to be in Austin Matthews' face every second he's on the ice. So the Leafs are going to need something they didn't get last year in the bubble, which is depth scoring. Like, the every team they play, whether, whether it's the Habs, whether it's the second round, third round, I don't care. All the best defensive guys on the opposition will be out there against Matthews and Marner, and they're going to have no space, none. So you need contributions from your second line in particular, Yeah. which I'll be honest, like I, I'm loving that I agree with the decision. Like I know you could you could debate like Felino and Hyman and where, where which guy should be, but I think I like having Hyman on the first line. I think he's earned that spot. And theoretically, having a guy like Nick Felino should help open up some room for John Tavares and William Nylander. Should also help John Tavares getting pushed around like he's been pushed around all season. Oh, yeah. Then you got your third line, which which now is going to be centered by Riley Nash, which will which will be interesting. Um, which will be Keefe's go-to um, shutdown line. And then you've got... Um, by the way, don't let me forget. Let me come back to the third line. Don't yeah. let me forget. Well, I was about to get into it after you stopped talking. So, um, and then you got the fourth line of Spezza, Thornton, Simmons, and that. Listen, the all Jason Spezza has contributed offensively all year. Jumbo, we've had we had discussions about him. He really has played well and dialed up the intensity down the stretch. And I don't care if Wayne Simmons doesn't get a single point in this whole postseason. I don't care. He's there to ensure. Yeah. Brendan Gallagher doesn't start running too out of control because that's so, who you're going so to answer to. So is Dick Felino too. Yes. Like those, yes. I'm so happy they have those two guys in the lineup. And I look at the fourth line. I think Jason Spezza has proved that he could carry a fourth line. Yes. Yes. Like that line could either – they're going to have some shifts where it's going to not look good. No. Those are three older dudes who don't have a lot of speed anymore, who are all there for a specific reason, not so much of their ability or their skill – and that line sometime is gonna is gonna go out and they're gonna contribute. I feel like, or they're gonna go out and they're gonna be brutal. Yeah. We're gonna be coming on the pod the next day and being like that these guys sucked last night. I don't. That doesn't. I again, I'm trying not to like get too ahead of myself here because I literally just sat here and said like, don't just write off the Habs or any other opponent from this division. But I, having said that. I don't see that line getting exposed within the confines of the first two rounds. I don't think any team they, they're going to play is good enough. Once you start getting into the semifinal and like the creme de la creme of the league, Tampa, Vegas, Colorado, Colorado Avalanche, President's Trophy winner, the, by far and away the Stanley Cup favorite this year. Yeah, That's where a line like that might get exposed. But against against the Habs, who aren't very 
I, I don't think they're a very deep team. Like, I, I've, sp- I've spent all week listening to people talk about how deep the Habs are. I don't think they're a very deep team. And you look at either Winnipeg or Edmonton, I don't think there's enough there to expose that fourth line. I, I just think the Habs don't have, like, we're talking about how the Leafs need depth scoring. I don't think the Habs have depth scoring. I think they have Tyler Toffoli, who can go out and score, and Josh Anderson can go out and score as well, but... Look down their lineup, like Cock and Yammy. The guy, the guy sucked this year. Yeah. Like he's not, he's not providing any unless he steps up. Like you never know. But I think at the end of the day, if you were to compare depth score, if you cancel out the top players who score for both teams, the Leafs are a better team. They score better. They have better players. It's it's all for the taking for them. It's yeah. just we're not idiots and sit here and just be like, ah, oh, Leafs at four. Like because we're not you don't, dumb. you don't. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, numbers people, you don't win a series on paper. No. And that is what, like, you look at this lineup that Sheldon Keefe has put together, he knows that. That's why there are character guys up and down this lineup. Yeah. You're going to have to grind out a W. Now, I said I wanted to come back to the third line. I am a huge believer that if you if you chirp somebody and then they turn it around, you have to come on here and you have to own it and eat, eat a bit of crow. So I'm going to serve myself a bowl of crow right now and everyone is going to watch me eat it here. I have spent a lot of time on this podcast criticizing Alex Kerfoot. Yeah. And I've loved his game down the stretch. One, he's got the big beard going and he just looks way more menacing. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Two, I think Keefe has found a great role for him in like a third line checking role. And I just love his game. I love how hard he skates. I love his compete. I love how he's in front of the net shoving guys in scrums, whatever. Like he's a guy who like he's always going to have the stigma around him of, we traded Nazem Kadri for you. I don't look at him like that. No. Oh, I, that's all. That that's all I saw forever until this most recent stretch. And like I said, I'm, I really, really, really think he's played really well down the stretch, and he's he's fitting in. Like I said, credit to Sheldon Keefe as well because I think Sheldon Keefe has found a really nice role for him. Yeah, but I that I tip my hat to that guy. I think I think he's played awesome. I think that line is is not set in stone at all. Like I look at the top two lines and. Keefe has a way of finding picking out a winger in the top six to move around. He, he, you know, Matthews and Marner are together. You know, Nylander and Tavares are together. So if Hyman stays up there, goes down to the second line, goes to the third line, I just look at Riley Nash and it's like, guys have played. What's the last time this guy played hockey? Well, they like they're penciling him in right away. Not that I don't think he's capable. Obviously, like I'm not the biggest Pierre Engvall fan. Like I'm not. I don't I'm not stoked to see Engvall center a third line. So obviously, if Nash can pan out, then then that's great. But it's it's like I, I'm I'm not 100 sold that that line is going to be able to stick together or do what they need to do to stay together for that first round or the second round or whatever. I think there can be a little bit of juggling between that line and a couple other lines because I Sheldon Keefe loves moving guys around. Yeah. So I look at that opening lineup, and it's like when I look at the opening lineup, I see Matthews and Marner, and that's it. Yeah, everything else to me is is moving pieces, and we're gonna see after game one, game two, game three. I'm sure those lines are gonna be mumbo jumboed at some point. So I mean, but if it does work out, like because I think Hyman, I think Keith has a love for Hyman on that third line for some reason. I don't know why. I just think he he's looking for that serious shutdown line and. I don't know if those three guys who've like never played together are going to be able to go in and take on a defensive responsibility. Well, I mean, that goes to show you how highly they think of Riley Nash and, and the fit in the role that they want. Like they want him to be like a third 
they think he's a good choice. I'm having a really hard time articulating this thought. They think he's a really good choice to be a third line shutdown center. Well, they saw him last yeah. year in the bubble. Yes, that's why. So they probably got a whiff of him in the bubble last yeah. year and was like, he was like, I saw what that guy could do. So, I know he could shut down a line. So, I mean, the lineup that they they've been practicing with all week is the best version of the Leafs. Everyone's healthy, which we haven't seen all year. Yeah. The other thing that's going to factor into, like you said, when all is said and done. I don't want to talk about this too much because I'm sick and tired of talking about goaltending. I was like, about to get. I was about to go there too. Like to me, to me, it's like it, it's so. Why, why are we still having debates about who's starting Game One? Sheldon Keefe announced ridiculous. Sheldon Keefe announced today that Jack Campbell is going to start Game One, and it's like duh. Like, but who? Why? Why are we still debating this? Like, I don't, I don't understand. It's like people are bored. Yeah, like because they're man. bored because they have nothing to talk about. Here's my hot take. I'll, I'll throw it a serious hot take prediction. And I'll put my ass out on the line. Carey Price is not going to shut the Leafs down like everyone thinks he's going to. I hate the phrase of Carey Price is the best goaltender on the planet when he's on. It's like Carey Price has been pretty mediocre for a while now. He's had a couple of good stretches. Good for him. He's not coming in here and standing on his head and eliminating the Maple Leafs. And number two, Jack Campbell is going to be the number one goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round. Yeah. I don't care if he lets in one, two, three bad goals. I've seen enough from this guy to say he's our guy. He's number one. I don't care about his size. I don't care about Frederick Anderson. Mm-hmm. He is the number one goalie. And, and for I you, think for you to say you don't care about Frederick Anderson is a I know, big deal. I know. I like Frederick Anderson, but like, how can you not look at Jack Campbell's body of work and, and not be confident in what he can do? This city needs to let go of the fact that goalies are going to let in bad goals. Yeah. That is hockey. That yeah. is like they're it's just going to happen. And if you don't think Jack Campbell is capable of being I don't care if he doesn't have a resume. All he's done since he's been here has been a legend. And like I said, make the crucial save. Yeah, exactly. I don't care if you let in the odd stinker here and there. Like you said, that's going to happen. But when you're down 3-2, don't let the opposition make it 4-2. And that's what he does. Yes. And that's exactly what he does. And he's just been, like, I can't nitpick one thing from him. Like, I just think he's been phenomenal. And I think at the end of this when the Leafs win the series. Oh, there it is. We we're going to do predictions at the end, but Ryan is giving spoiler. It's going to be us looking back being like Jack Campbell played very well for us okay. and made so big saves. We talked about forwards. We talked about goalies. Talk to me about the defense. You'd really like to have Zach Bogosian. You're not going to see him yeah. until until at least the second round, according to Elliot Friedman, I believe. And, and even then, it's like... Guys come back from injury. They're not going to be what they were before injury when they were getting reps every day and playing every day. It's every day. It's um, the Leafs defense has been their best improvement this season. Yeah. Like in terms of letting goals in high danger chances, they've brought all of that down. You would give you would give uh, the Leaf defense the SO most improved medal. 100%. Yeah. It's been the biggest difference for this hockey team. And it's a thing that a lot, a lot of people have really like harped on. Like, you know, like, cause it's always been point the finger at the defense. But as soon as they kind of ran into shape, it's like, hey, we're not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah. But it's amazing to see what TJ Brody, who I thought coming into the season was going to suck. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I ever said that, but I thought he was going to be a big letdown. That could be that could and, be one of your coldest 
predictions of all time. Yeah, like I thought he was going to be a scapegoat and we were going to hate him like we hated Jake Gardner. Because, and Tyson Berry. Yeah, and, and because you've heard stuff from TJ Brody before being like, oh, he's not that good. He just played with Giordano. But, man, he was great this season. And Jake Muzzin, like Jake Muzzin's Mr. Stability on yeah. the top four. Like, you know, like, and then Justin Holtz. I'm not. I'm not his biggest fan, but you know what? He's pretty decent. He's yeah. pretty good. And now you got Rasmus Sandin coming in to help out. We're gonna see what he's all about. Yeah. So in, got, in got, a big you situation, got Big Ben Hutton, who I think adds some good size, yeah. to the and back end. And yeah. now you're not counting on Marty Marinson to come in if well, somebody that, gets and that's hurt. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. And and I just think the Leafs' defense is going to be why they win this series. And Jack Campbell in the Leafs defense, and it's going to be up to Austin Matthews and the depth scoring to chip in. But at the end of the day, the Leafs always had that top end talent to put the puck in the net. It's been they've been missing that decor. They've been missing good goaltending. So I think just everything on the defensive side of the puck is going to be the difference between the Leafs winning and losing the series. I just hope. Here's the thing that I hope. I hope that they. In the past, with this particular core group, there's been criticism with respect to, like, ramping up the intensity for playoff hockey. And like you said a couple weeks ago, it's a thing. Playoff hockey's a thing. The intensity goes up. There's no space it's to move. in every sport. It's not even just hockey. Like, it's just, like, watch a playoff baseball game. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's, it's different. Yeah. Like, it's just, everything just ramps up. Yeah. The pressures are different. Things can go wrong so quickly. Momentum can turn just like that. And I just hope that these guys have got to a point like, listen, I came out here last week and I said, Austin Matthews is the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time, in my opinion. And it's great that he won the Rocket Richard and he had an unreal season and he established himself as an elite force in the National Hockey League. Something in the last in the last few years, I said he would he just like he would dip up and then back down and dip up and then back down. And this year, consistently from bell to bell, he's been the the top goal scorer in the league. However, you it's nice to win personal awards. It's nice to have a good regular season. It's nice to have to win your division. But at the end of the day, how many cups? You want you want that how many cups? You want that Sidney Crosby, yes. Patrick Kane yes. reputation. Yes. Yeah. Like like Sidney Crosby, three cups. Patrick Kane, three cups. Yeah. Jonathan like, Taze, Taze before he kind yeah. of fell off the play, face of the earth. Three cups. Three cups. Like like this and let me tell you something else. There's a certain guy in Edmonton who's thinking the exact oh, same thing. 100%. Who dummied the league, who dummied the league again this year and again is all is thinking like I'm going to grab the rest of this team and I'm going to drag them to a Stanley Cup. That is what that Now, I don't think the Oilers this is a discussion for another time. I don't think the Oilers are good enough. No. But he's thinking the exact same thing and I just hope like and this is why you you bring guys in like Joe Thornton, like Nick Felino, who are just like guys. Like this is, we have an opportunity here yeah. to do something special. And for all intents and purposes, when the puck drops in September of next year, we're gonna be back to our old divisions. And like you look at like look at Florida, Tampa, Boston, like Ottawa is gonna get better. Like so many, the Habs will get better. Yeah. Right, and it's like this is the best chance that you guys are gonna have to get to a final four, one hundred percent, and potentially Maybe a Stanley ever. Cup final. You, if they 
don't get the job done? One, I'll, I'll be, I'll be in it. I don't want to put this out in the atmosphere, but like, I'm gonna crawl in a hole and not yeah. be okay if they get eliminated in the first round here. Like, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna be just beside myself. Mm. Point being, don't screw this up. Play every shift with intensity. Go uh, stop. Like now is not the time for when you're on the power play. Pass, 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 oh, pass, pass. Between the legs, behind the back. Pass, 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 pass. Like love. Mitch Marner had an un- unreal season. We don't need any behind the back, between the legs, banging a dirty goal. And that is my only criticism of of their top skilled guys this year is they're so hesitant to just crash the net and bang in a rebound, score a dirty goal. And, like, not everything needs to be a pretty highlight real play. And that is the type of stuff where it's like you, you might have to go out there and grind out a 2-1 win. And both of those goals are going to be have to be dirty garbage goals in front of the net, but you're yeah. going to have to do it. I think all the additions to their roster, like the focus of adding veterans, is going to keep them in the right mindset in, in the playoffs. Like, there's no way you have... All these guys are former captains of their teams, yep. you know? Like, you know, you can have a Felino, Thornton, Simmons, and Spezza and, and have a bunch of dudes who are down in the dressing room but don't understand the gravity of the situation. They'll be reminding them for sure. But you mentioned a name in there in Mitch Marner that I'm going to have my eye on in this series because I'm not worried about Austin Matthews in the playoffs, to yeah. be honest with you. But yeah. Mitch Marner, phenomenal hockey player. But this is the same guy who, you know, who said last year, after game one or whatever, where he, he's like, I wasn't that into it tonight. And yeah, it's like, like it's yeah. you got to I got to see more from him for sure. And this power play, yeah. something we haven't even talked about, which to me is the most like underrated weakness going into the playoffs. Like they got to they got to get that crap together, man. Yeah. Like it, it's it's bad. Yeah. If you look at the Edmonton Oilers, that's one thing they do have when they when it's time to score on the power play, they score on the power play. Mm-hmm. And you look at the Leafs and it's like, what are you guys doing out here? Pass, I don't pass, understand. Pass, 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 I don't pass, understand pass, how a pass, bunch of pass. dudes who have a, a, a crap load of points and goals and, and can't figure it out. That's one thing they got to get figured out ASAP in that series as well. Well, uh, another guy, what are your expectations for, and I'm going to wind you up here with this question. What are your expectations for number 88 in this first round? Uh, I, 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 I've tempered my expectations for him. So that way, anytime he does something good, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at, I think Tavares is going to drive that line, if anything. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect from that line. All I know are the two best players in the Toronto Maple Leafs are Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And those are the two guys who are going to have to show up and fight through tough matchups to ultimately win this series. But yeah, those two guys are very important. They also need to contribute. I think they're going to be fine. I, I just, I, I, it's just the worst is in the back of my head still, you yeah. know, but I, I think, I think everything's going to be okay. I think they're going to contribute. I think they're going to get their points. I think everything is going to work out, but at the same time, it's just like, you go out in game one and you suck. It's like, Oh, uh, here we go again. I know. It's like, <laughs> man, I honestly, like even just sitting here with you doing this episode, like my mind is kind of just playing games with me. I'm yeah. kind of all over the place. Dude, it's like the jade, it's the jaded fan. All we know as Maple Leaf fans all we know failure. since 2004 is heartbreak and yeah. failure and disappointment. Yeah. So it's like I, I can sit here. I'm listening to you talk and making points. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, they, they should be easy. They should wrap this up. And then I, and I start talking. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, what if they suck? Well, this is the same. What like, if they don't contribute? And I know, I know that they've made 
part of what's contributing to your uh, um, sort of like hesitancy to just be like, yeah, they're gonna do it. Yeah, it's like think last year to the bubble. Like they they were the better. Like on paper, they were the better team. Granted, yeah. they've made a lot of improvements, but like they should have got eliminated in four games last year by the Columbus Blue Jackets, and that ex- and then they had the miracle comeback in Game Four. But like they. They should have got eliminated in four games last year. And yeah. so it's like, it's just, it stays with you. And yes, this regular season has been amazing. It's been so exciting to watch. But this, this is where you cement your legacy. You you have to do something. You have yeah. to win a cup. And it's there. It's, it's there right the there. Yeah. yeah, it's right there. I don't think I, I don't think it's cup or bust for this team. I, I'm gonna be honest. I, no, I don't think it's cup or bust. I think it's it, I think it's final four or bust. Yes. If yes. this team gets to the final four and they lose to Vegas. All the teams yeah. you mentioned earlier yeah. who are who are top heavy favorite teams, mm-hmm. that's fine. Because you know yeah. what, at the end of the day, do I think this team can win a Stanley Cup? I don't know. Yeah. But they can win their division yes. and get there. Yes. Like that's where we're at right now, yes. for sure. And if they don't, then I don't know if I can ever watch a game again. Yeah, I I'm know. Gonna be I know. With you. I know. Like, I, I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be lost. Like, all right. Um, it's 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 a, f- it's time. Let's do official predictions. Leafs, Habs. I'll go first. I'm going Leafs in six games, and they're gonna have one game where they just stink the joint out. Yeah, and that's I, what'll push it to six. I'm gonna go Leafs in six, and Leafs in six as well. And I think they're gonna lose game one. Okay. All right. I think they're gonna lose game one, and we're all gonna freak out. Yeah. And then, and, the, but they'll get, they'll come back, they'll figure it out, and they'll win in six games. So, just quickly, like let's let's talk around talk about around the league. I don't want to do predictions for every series, but I just want to touch on some teams. And the first one being, as I mentioned earlier, the Colorado Avalanche, far and away the the Stanley Cup favorite, in my opinion. Like them, them, the Avalanche, and Vegas are the two teams where it's like I. Those are big boy hockey teams. Yeah, 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 they're they're legit. Yeah, for sure. I'm, but you never know, man. Like you never know with the playoffs. Like you, who knows if one of those teams get upset? I I don't know. But I think at this point, I think I actually, if you were to ask me, I think Vegas wins out over Colorado. Really? Even though Colorado has everything you need for just to be a Stanley Cup contender and win the cup, I, I actually am going to put my chips in the Vegas basket, and I think they're going to ultimately make it farther than the avalanche and are you are you predicting they win the stanley cup i hate making that prediction i think i think they i think that would be a safe choice yeah because i don't see like i know florida carolina and tampa had good years i don't see any of those team winning a cup the thing about that kind of those metro division teams with with pittsburgh washington and boston like those are teams that sniff every yeah, year you yeah. know so I, I can't count any of those teams out. You can't count the Washington Capitals no, out, no, or the Bruins, no. or, or Sid, or or even the dude. The yeah. Islanders could could beat Sid yeah. in the first round. Like you don't know. It, it's so hard to make a prediction. But I I will say that I think Vegas is the the team that comes out of the West, or technically the, a West Coast team that makes it. I know they get reseeded, so we we don't really know what's going to happen. But I think Vegas is a team that's going to to make it pretty far in this whole thing. There you have it. So uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks, everyone, for downloading. If you like what you see, head to our Instagram page, at Talking Buds Podcast. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, share, comment, do all that fun stuff. We're ready to go. We'll see you guys after game one. Hi, I'm Emily Roger 
and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.